0: yo 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 what's good what
1: up what up what up what up
0: hey man look it's a special moment do you guys know why it's a special moment today
1: we do man but we will let you tell it man
0: this is the first time in our show's history that has been this late in the season where the hornets are above 500. look look look, look. I, i'm gonna be like no way let's give it up for the Hornets. let's give it up let's give it up Woo! Certain air horns, certain air
1: horns. yeah we need air horns and whistles we need everything right now man we need dj
0: Clue
1: hey
0: man jamal how, how was your week been man
1: Ah, uh, man it's, it's been a week man um so, sometimes this show is therapy for me man let's just say it's one of those times bro
0: <laughs> mr soul say how was your week brother
2: uh no complaints uh thank god for professional sports you know, I it, it just—it's—it's it's crazy how it can change the whole dynamic of of your week and your well being.
1: Yeah, totally agree.
0: Man, I I, I, I I picked up a basketball for the and played for the first time in like two years on Friday. And, when did you got a hospital? Um, <laughs> this morning. Yeah. Uh, so. So I, I was just shooting around at first. I'm like, look, let, let, let me pick up the rock. It's, it's 75, 80 degrees outside. Let me pick up the rock. I am a little rusty at first. And I started hitting the three. And they are like, yeah, you want to play three on three? Bad choice. Don't do that, man. Look, we, 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 we were going to 11 at first. And they were like, yeah, let's make this 15. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I just had COVID and I can't breathe right now. So uh, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. It's about kid, come play for me. That was that Hornets part, but y'all, um, going to jump into the Hornets, man. The Hornets, now to now to real basketball, <laughs> not to real basketball, and my knees are. Hitting. Um, oh, oh, look who's here. It's Chris,
1: Mr. Galloway,
0: his uh,
1: aka the biggest Nick Richards fan, and his Hornets.
0: son got to play last night. He <laughs> got the play time last night, and it wasn't impressive. Uh, so uh, the Hornets. Look, the Hornets came back from an all-star break. They're 2-0. They gutted out a win versus uh, the Pistons. Terry Rozier put on a performance in front of the chairman, Michael Jordan. And uh, we shook off that rust, and we beat the hell out the Raptors last night. So, guys, tell me your analysis and breakdown of, of, these, of these two games. Um, Pistons game, man, it
1: was – I guess the Pistons game is what we all should have expected after a week layoff, man. It was an ugly game. It was an ugly win, but you know, we'll we we'll, we'll, being the Hornest, being this Hornets team, man. We'll, we'll take a win anyway we can get it, man. And to be clear, man, there was rust on both sides. Uh, the, the Detroit Pistons showed some rust. We definitely showed rust. A high turnover game for both teams, man. Uh, I, I think we were just kind of out of sync the whole game think we defended pretty well, man, but it, as soon as the second quarter started, man, it all just kind of went downhill from there. Terry Rozier decided in the fourth quarter, look, we're a better team than the Pistons. Let's prove it. And he put the team on his back, man. And uh, ultimately, we, we gutted out an ugly win. But again, um, you know, Kaz has made this point over and over again, man. You, you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and mm-hmm. you take it any way we can get it, man. And that's what we, we, we did. We beat a team we were supposed to beat. Um, the Toronto game, man. Uh, I mean, we were just clicking on all cylinders, dude. That was just first quarter was nothing like I've ever seen in the Hornets uh, in the hardest game. Eleven three pointers in the first quarter, man. Um, one thing I did not like about the Raptors game, we committed twenty eight turnovers. Yeah, that has got to uh, fix itself with this gauntlet of a schedule we have coming up after the Kings. Um, ultimately, man, highly impressive. Um, I think Lamelo. I think this is Lamelo Ball's most impressive performance, not from a numbers perspective. I'll get to this a little later. I'll let Kaza go first, but I think Lamelo Ball was was very impressive in last night's win, man. Uh, very impressed with the overall effort. The, another thing I did not like about the Raptors game was the G League guys. Uh, they left. I, I, I'm sorry, man. Gar garbage time was. Was I know it's garbage time for a reason, and you know these G leaguers. So Noah Darling wasn't a darling. Nate Darling was not a darling. <laughs> um, uh, it, 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 it 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 was a very bad impression for for a very small uh <clears throat> sample size, man. But overall, man, too, no, oh, you can't ask for anything better, man.
2: Yeah, I think the Hornets saw that they finally had a chance to separate themselves from this glut of teams that are hovering around 500 that that the Hornets are better than. Uh, teams like like Atlanta, the Knicks, uh, Chicago. Although, you know, we're still – we're a place above the Knicks. But the Hornets said, look, we got two games against teams that aren't as good as us. We have to win these games. Yeah. And I think last season they would have faltered in at least one of those games. And credit to JB knowing that, you know, hey – they were gonna be rusty with the Pistons game. Everyone did different things in their All Star break. I think PJ was the only guy getting up shots. Uh, they asked him, "Hey, what'd you do in the All Star break?" He's like, "I was in the gym." You know, um, we know that Lamelo went out to California, and no knock on any players that, that did that stuff. But you're gonna have some rust if you're not in the gym shooting every day. And they gutted out a win, and then they made up for it by just burying the Raptors. And I know the Raptors were without. Uh, some of their best players, okay? But, hey, it's the NBA. Everyone's going through that this season. Yeah, Yeah, Hornets have had stretches where we've been without our best players due to COVID or injury to essentially – really, they should have beat the Raptors by more than than they did. Uh, You know, the G League guys came in and gave up the lead. But I just feel like at one point the Hornets were up by like 27 or 28, and I'm like, they should be up by like 50. Yeah,
1: you know, should have
2: started to get sloppy, you know, a little overconfident. Um, but um you know, props to them for for seizing the moment, saying, "Okay, this this is our chance to get above 500." And it looks like they could possibly and they probably will stay either right at 500 or above 500 the rest of the season. The Hornets have much easier strength of schedule than they did before. We were debating the Hornets group.
1: Except for next
0: week. I'm about to say next week is a gauntlet, man. Next week's tough, but you know what?
2: Them going out on that West Coast trip was the best thing that could have happened to them. I think to go out there and compete, I mean, the Hornets have been competitive against top-tier teams all seasons, even in games that they've lost. I, really, there's only one game, the Philly, where they just got rolled by a better team. Uh, and I, I feel I'm not even that worried about next week. I don't think the Hornets have come out looking – Stellar, but um, their, sch- their second half schedule is much more favorable than the first half schedule um, was. So, and I think that will bode well for them.
0: So, guys, let me ask you a question. So next week, starting next week tomorrow, we have Sacramento, Denver, the Lakers, and the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, three of the last four on the road. So we, we do have a quick West Coast swing. So what is your prediction of the record this upcoming week?
1: My optimistic side says two and two. My, I guess my realistic side is saying one and three. Um, I think we could get the Denver game, man. Um, You know, Denver's a tough out, man. Uh, 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 The big fella, I'm having a brain fart right now, man. Uh, he owns us. I, we Jokic, we, we Jokic. Jokic is a horrible matchup for us, man. He he just he he's had a lot of success against us. I don't even want to talk about LeBron James. We I, I, look uh, until until we prove otherwise. He just owns this franchise. I I, I don't want to talk about it because I don't want my blood pressure going up. Uh, the Spurs, man. You know that the AT&T Center is like a house of horrors for the Hornets, man. We have we haven't had much success there. Um, you know, in our overall history, we did get a game a couple of seasons ago there, but you know, this is a new franchise, new regime. Um, if we, you know, if we end this week two and two, man, I think that's another big victory uh, going into the into the next week, man. Uh, so I'll 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 stick with my optimistic prediction and I'll say two and two. Got gotcha. you.
2: I think we still won against a team that we're not supposed to beat. The Hornets have been doing that all season. Uh, they've got a lot of momentum. they I would prefer to
1: be versus the Lakers. But, I would too. Okay, no,
0: no, 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 no. I, I, I want versus the Clippers because uh, I'm tired of hearing Nick Batum. Oh yeah, yeah. I, that
2: would actually be great. You know, Nick Batum's gonna want to really show up for that game, and I would love for. Miles Bridges to punch it on his head, or you know, something like that. So um, I, I think. Well, first of all, the Hornets. I, I hate to call Sacramento a trap game because it's not like the Hornets yeah. are like a like a dominant elite team, but that's a trap game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sacramento,
2: Sacramento played us close last time we played they them. They should have
0: won. They should have won.
2: Yeah, yeah, and the the, the Kings are they're gonna remember that game. They were up. Essentially, eight points with a four-point potential four-point play. Flag and Flau, two shots and possession in the last minute, six seconds, and they lost. They they do not forget that and the Hornets might have forgotten that, but the Kings didn't. They have to. You got to get rid of Sacramento first. You got to get that game out the way. Um, but I think the Hornets might steal one against Denver or or. Uh, yeah, so like, I, think, I think they'll have a good a better showing against uh leBron than than they have done in the past against
0: him. So so guys, I, I got a question, man. So last year Terror's year came in and was automatically dubbed the replacement to Kimber. This year, in addition to last year, he, he's really shown that he's his own player. Yeah. What has gotten into him during clutch time where he's just he, he turns into Terry Jordan? I, I I'm just confused like I it's, it's like he has a switch. Listen, I, look,
1: before I say what I'm going to say about Terry Rozier, let me say this. I am tired of being right. Like, I'm just, I'm right so much, and I, I'm sick and tired of us being right so much. Let me tell you why we were right again, and this is why I was right. When we first signed Terry Rozier, I said, this man is going to have a chip on his shoulder. It's kind of the guy he's always been. He's been that guy since he was in Boston. He had a chip on his shoulder playing behind Kyrie Irving. He had a chip on his shoulder coming into his regime with the Hornets. I think you know, other than just the work he's put in to be as successful as he has been, I think his attitude has just propelled him to heights. I don't even think he saw it coming, man. And and I think you know, we, we we blame Michael Jordan for everything that goes wrong in this franchise. It's time to give credit where credit is due, man. I think Michael saw that. I think that's why Michael made it such a point to to sign to, to make sure Mitch Kupchick signs Terry Rozier. And I don't know if it was necessarily to replace Kim Walker because, like you said, he's his own man now. Um, he's not even a, a, a quote-unquote traditional point guard. You know what I mean? He has found his role. And I think James Morrego also deserves a lot of credit for kind of fitting Terry Rozier to, for making Terry Rozier a perfect fit with this team as well.
2: Yeah, I think I think his ascension is that they didn't try and shoehorn him into this run the offense kind of role. Uh, to be fair, a lot of that was uh, brought on by the the unexpected ascension of Devontae Graham, so they didn't have to. They didn't need Terry Rozier to run the offense because Devontae Graham honestly did it better. The offense running through him was better with Terry playing off the ball. But like Jamal said, we saw this in Boston uh, during the, that playoff run. Um, it, no one was expecting that. Everything, uh, the world was shocked that Terry Rozier, um in the absence of Kyrie Irving essentially, you know, led the, Boston Celtics are within a game of the NBA finals. And we're starting to see that here. So now he's got his own squad um, and, you know, he, he's not backing anybody up Yeah. now. I mean, he's, he's not. And it's, you know, the, the basketball gods have never really smiled on the Hornets in the last 30 years. No. This year, the basketball gods are smiling on us. The, the, Devonte Graham, Terry Rozier, Lamelo Ball situation worked itself out. It, it really, it really has. Uh, you got Terry just starting two guard. You got Lamelo running the point, and Hornets are better for it. And Devontae seems to be happy. I don't know about happy, mm-hmm. but he's he's talked about how he's fine coming off the bench. And we saw last night a healthy Devontae Graham with his shot back, Malik Monk, Miles Bridges, and Cody Martin. That's a pretty good bench unit. That's a pretty good yeah. set unit. Probably the best the Hornets hey. have had since Jeremy Lynn was here.
1: Hey, real quick, man, Devontae Graham and Malik Monk, uh 17 and 16 off the bench last night, man. I, I was
2: the last time we got that kind of production off two guys off the bench. And Miles had an off game. Yeah. Know? Right. Um, so you know, imagine when those guys that's that really when unit clean. gets their rhythm, and you know, the the, the big issue is the five. God, Biz, man. Bro.
1: Bro. It's going to be all right, man.
0: Nick Richards! I,
2: yeah. I mean, the thing is, is a lot of people are like, well, you know, Richards or Carey couldn't be worse. Yeah, they could be, but not by much. Um, it's just that Biambo, th- this is what gets me about him dropping those passes. He doesn't seem aware. Awareness, like, dude, if you're under the basket. You need to be there's only a few things that can happen. Someone puts up a shot, you get the rebound, or someone passes it to you. It's really only one of those two things. And there and there was a a play yesterday where Miles Bridges had drove to the basket. Two guys met him in the rim. Bizmax just sitting there. So Miles dumps the ball off to him, and Biz acts surprised, like "Oh shit!" Yeah, right. It's like bro, like 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 what the heck? I, if if they can shore that up, that second unit's going to be a problem, and that is what's going to propel the
0: Hornets uh, moving moving forward. Gotcha. So, so guys, um, this past week, I don't know if you guys know him, Kevin O'Connor from the, the Ringer. He says if you're looking at players who are 23 and under right now, maybe Luca, Zion, and Tatum. I mean, I take. Lamelo over right now over Trey Young and John Morant. Morant, no question, is, is 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 Lamelo up there on the totem pole to you guys as, as far as players twenty three and under? And I would include Shea Gilders Alexander in this list.
1: Absolutely. Now I, I I may not put him in the in the category that those players are right now. I'm basing this off of potential. His potential is out of is out of this world, man. Like seriously, I've with with Lamella Ball, the first thing I noticed about him is that man, his natural instincts and his natural feel for the game. I mean, it it is up there with some of the greats that I've seen. I mean, seriously, I like just some of the little stuff that he does on the court that makes other players better. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna take him to heights that we're not ready for, man. When he shores up the rookie stuff, and what I mean by the rookie stuff is, uh, you know, learning how to play NBA defense, um, cutting down on some of the silly rookie turnovers that you see sometimes. That stuff is going to correct itself at t- as time goes on. When he shores that up, man, I, dude, the sky is the limit, man. I, I mean, I don't want to – y'all know I'm not into making predictions and I don't like having to crystal ball or what have you, man, but the sky is the absolute limit when it comes to that dude. But His potential is, is more than – any young guy that I see right now.
0: Whew, it's
2: a big <laughs> statement. Yeah, you know, I agree. Potential-wise or or impact-wise, he's right there with those guys. No one can tell me that uh, Trey Young has more impact than LaMelo Ball. In fact, the Hornets are what the people thought the Hawks would be this season. Right. Ooh, mainly yeah, mainly that's because of LaMelo Ball. So what's going to happen when Ball gets a little bigger, when he gets physically stronger – when the game slows down even more, when his shot starts to get more dialed in, he—I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's hard to remove the glasses of homerism when you look at Lamelo Ball. But I'm telling you, every game I watch this kid, and I'm like, I, I just can't believe this dude is a Charlotte Hornet. I, I just can't believe some of the stuff that he does it just comes too easy for him. And I don't know if that's because he played uh, in the Australian League or. If it's just uh, a natural talent, but uh, potential, you gotta put you gotta put
1: him up there. Now, real, real quick, Rodney, real quick. Er, earlier in the show, I said, you know, I, I thought last night was Lamelo's best game. Not not necessarily from a numbers perspective, but here's here's why I said this, man. I thought last night you did not see a lot of that rookie stuff. I I, I thought he, he played well defensively. Um, he only turned the ball over twice. He had six assists, man. I, I didn't see a lot of those rookie mistakes last night. And I think if he plays a game like he did last night, man, I mean, that that in itself can take the Hornets to the next level, man, because look at the results when he reeled himself in and played like a vet last night. Look Look at the results. It's hard to argue. You know what I mean? So – that's I mean, why I said
0: the only pushback I have on that list is John Morant. Uh, I think him and Melo are neck and neck in a way. You think about it like this: John Morant had the Grizzlies within one game of the playoffs in the Western Conference as a rookie, and that playing game that they had in the bubble, he scored a career high. That dude is a dog. But other than that, I mean. Trey Young is flashy and nice, but where's the impact? Like Kaiser said, the, the impact isn't there.
2: I, I'll say, I think John Morant has uh, maybe he, – he's a, m- a little bit more athletic than LaMelo L- Ball. LaMelo Ball is pretty athletic, but uh, John Morant has – ex- Yeah, he has this explosiveness that yeah. other guys don't have that works well for him in the NBA. And, and, he, and his playmaking ability comes from the fact that the defense – has to focus on him. They, they have to try and limit his explosiveness, and that opens up opportunities for other players. Well, LaMelo, he I'm not going to say forced the issue. Sometimes you have to take what the defense gives you, but you can manipulate the defense into giving yeah. you what you want. And that's what LaMelo Ball is able to do that Jean Moran is not.
1: I mean, and gonna- also, and real quick, man, I, I, I want more people. To to give more props to the Grizzlies, are uh, very uh, they they have a a, a young good coach in Taylor Jenkins, man. I I don't think he gets enough props. Just judging from what I've seen from them lately, man, they're always ready to play. They're they they're kind of like us, you know what I mean? They're a young, hungry team. They don't they don't ever give up. I think with their talent, they overachieve, and I and I think their coaching has really helped John Mariah and the Grizzlies.
0: And and, and I'm, I'm I'm gonna leave it like this, man. It's the NBA is lucky to have a plethora of young talent especially at the guard position and i, I look man i i just can't wait to see these jaw and mellow battles and, and these mellow and tray battles in the future man it's going to be epic man think about when
2: when um when the chairman retired the the league was people were worried who yeah, in the dark mad? place you know what's what's going to happen now that michael jordan has retired you know the most popular player the league has ever seen. And then we had a great generation. Even though early to mid 2000s NBA was kind of weird, but you know, we had Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki, we had yeah, we had uh, Dwayne Wade, and then you know, we saw the rookie of uh, the, the young LeBron, LaMelo, and now that era is is ending. And if you look Man, the transition between LeBron's era and this new era—it's not going to skip a beat. It's not. I'm not saying there there won't ever be another LeBron James. As much as I pick on LeBron James, never ever ever there'll never be another LeBron James. Just like there'll never be another Michael Jordan. As close as Kobe got, there'll never be another Michael Jordan. So there'll never be another LeBron James. But I do think that guys like Lamelo uh, and Ja, they bring this energy and excitement to the game that I that actually, I don't think we necessarily had in the previous era. This, this is the social, the, these kids were born of the social media era. Uh, LeBron kind of grew into the social media era as Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony, but these guys were already ingrained in the social media era and bring that to the NBA. I mean, LaMelo Ball have, has more Instagram followers than the Charlotte Hornets do. Uh, I think that bodes very, very well for the NBA
0: moving forward absolutely man look social media actually kind of replaced college basketball and promotion but i'm gonna leave it like that <laughs> i believe it there so uh, guys man we, we, we're gonna talk about our carolina panthers man uh we have to we have, yeah the team that has never had back-to-back winning seasons but is the love of charlotte's heart so uh this week uh <laughs> cmc and shack restructured their contracts uh a lot of this stuff is converted to signing bonuses uh, to re, to create cap space uh the uh cap for the league for this year dropped to 182 million due to covid um uh, and we re uh we uh franchise tagged uh Taylor Moten like like we said last week and uh Matt Rule has some interesting comments on uh Teddy Bridgewater so guys h- how did you take those comments about Bridgewater I I I, I got you guys talk Matt Rule and David
2: Tepper Although I think that Tepper is actually doing a pretty good job as the owner of the Panthers. They cannot be trusted in the things they say. You cannot, you just can't. We saw this movie play out with Cameron Newton. We saw that rule come out and publicly state how ready he was, how excited he was <laughs> to work with Cam and, and all this stuff and Tepper. Hey, Cam's our guy. If he's healthy, he's our guy moving forward. And then oh, we're trying to trade him. Now we're releasing. Him. I, I wouldn't think anything Matt Rule says about Teddy Bridgewater. I, and to be fair, some of the, a lot of the things he said was true. Teddy is a professional and he handled that situ- the situation the best he could. The the main issue with Bridgewater is he tried to outplay his abilities. And um that's a tough thing for an NFL player to realize. Okay, these are my limits, and I have to stay within them. Teddy, you know, did things that he wasn't supposed to do because he thought, "Hey, man, I, I, I'm a leader. I can put the team on on my back. I can throw the ball downfield. I can um, put the ball over the goal line, uh, even though the coach told me not to do that like five <laughs> seconds ago." But I'm gonna do that. So, uh, um, you know, I and some of the things that rule set was true but i feel like any statement that he makes about a quarterback you just take it with a grain of salt um Um,
1: i'm gonna tell you how i look at this i look at this as more confirmation that deshaun watson will not be a carolina panther here's an interesting nugget here back in january uh matt rule when he was asked about the quarterback situation here he would not commit at all to any quarterback, it's specifically Teddy Bridgewater. Did not want to talk about it, did not want to commit to, 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 to any quarterback. As recently as three days ago, Matt Rue's direct quote was, I can't wait to have Teddy Bridgewater back in the Panthers uniform. <laughs> I, I kind of see this as – the Carolina Panthers are repeating history because even with all that being said, I don't care what Matt Rue even says at this point. Um, The only thing I see Matt Rue doing is trying to drive up trade value for Teddy Bridgewood at this point. I think the Carolina Panthers are still looking for their next quarterback, whether it be in the draft, free agency, wherever you have. There's still reports flying out there about, Deshaun Watson, which I don't believe. There's still reports flying out there about them drafting Mac Jones in the draft. So just like Kaza said, man, I I'd take anything he says with a grain of salt, man. Anything that is complimentary at this point, it's just is just trying to sell other teams on Teddy Bridgewater. Um, go ahead.
0: Man, I I I got a different take, man. You so I'm reading between the lines, man. i I'm I'm trying to read this Matt Rule guy. So he's complimenting Terry, I mean, not Terry, but uh, Teddy on things that we know about him. He's a good guy, this, this. He's not commenting on, on things football, on stuff. Field, right. football yeah. stuff. And so that to me tells me, hey, uh, I'm not going to trash the guy going out because we're still actively trying to get rid of him. And so I think there's a mandate from ownership saying that, hey, we need to upgrade this position. But we don't need to add the damage the asset on the way out, and so we got to try to figure out a way to to do this. They did the
2: same thing with Cam
1: Newton, yeah. yeah, be- look, and, and,
0: and to be fair, they screwed up the Cam Newton situation,
1: and it looks like history is going to repeat itself again, man. Yeah, yeah.
2: The, I, the, I I understand the need for you got to have a franchise quarterback to be competitive in this league. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's the way it's always going to be in the NFL. The, you know, the only exception is if you build a historically good defense, and you can get away with it. But even then, your quarterback has to, at the very least, be average. You know, he has to be able to to have the smarts to manage the game and let the defense win it for him. So I understand the need to go out. The Hornets want to be – or the, the Panthers, excuse me, want to be very aggressive in going out and getting a quarterback. But this ain't the way. This This ain't
0: the way. Um, you can't, it's, 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 it's kind of like, it's like, okay. So we, we publicly went after Matt Stafford. We've been publicly linked to rumors to, uh, Deshaun Watson. We haven't denied anything, but we're just going to build Teddy up in public because we don't, it's, it's mixed messages that, that to people that don't read between the lines and to be honest with you, man, Teddy, to me, Teddy's such a good guy that you can do anything you want to do to him, and he'll just take it. Yeah.
1: Let me give you an analogy. And The analogy may fall flat, but I'm going to try it anyway, man. Imagine I'm trying to sell you guys a car, and, and the ad says, man, you know what? I'll just get rid of this car, man, For anything. Like, I just really just don't want the car anymore, man. I just want something else. And then as time goes on, maybe, I don't know, a month or two later, I'm, I'm trying to really sell the car man you know what <clears throat> this car is great on gas this car this car <laughs> has all has all the fixes and trims inside like how would that look to to somebody who's trying to buy that car it's like mm, you're changing your tune a lot with you're trying to sell this car this is a lot like teddy bridgewater man it's just like the sales pitch is coming in it's like too little too late if that makes sense yeah. man it just doesn't look it, the optics don't look good on it
2: <clears throat> and teddy bridgewater's not—he's not stupid right <laughs> He knows, he knows what this is about. He knows oh, Matt Matt Rule threw him under the bus continuously throughout the season. Oh, and now you know that he's trade bait. Teddy Bridgewater is professional, and I cannot wait to work with him. Oh, come on, dude! I mean, just just yeah. All this, right, this, guys.
0: Anyway. Look, man. We're 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 going to talk about our greatest quarterback in franchise history, the one who we. Uh, <coughs> who we fumbled the ball with last year. Uh, his name is Cameron Jarrell Newton. He uh, actually resigned a deal with the with the New England Patriots. Everybody said that he wasn't going to resign. Just leave it like that. Um, it was basically a one year $13 million deal, uh, which is a very incentive laden contract. So guys, do, do, do you think this is a good marriage for the, for the Patriots and Cam Newton this year? I, absolutely, I think so.
2: I I thought that he would resign with them. I didn't see why he, anyone who know who really knows football looked at the Patriots and then they they knew that Cam Newton wasn't the reason the Patriots were a bad team. In they
1: fact, were just a bad team. Period. Yeah,
2: Cam Newton was the best player on that team. So, however you feel about that, you know it it, it is what it is. But he was the best player on that team. They don't win seven games or at least five cuz he he missed uh, or he missed uh, a game due to COVID. covid. yeah. But um you know they don't even win those games without Cam Newton. They first of all they would have got blown out in Seattle on Sunday night football if Cam Newton doesn't throw for 400 yards and run for another, you know, 60 or 70. Um Bill Belichick, I don't think anyone will debate this. Despite what you think about Belichick and Tom Brady and that That situation over the last twenty years, Bill Belichick is the greatest mind in football history. Mm -hmm. He may not be the best GM, but the guy built six championship or seven, or you know, built these championship teams over two decades. If he thinks that Cam Newton should be the New England quarterback or the New England Patriots quarterback going forward, I don't really think there's a lot you can say to argue with that. If 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 Cam Newton was the problem, Bill Belichick of all people would have said, "You know what, Cam's not going to do it for us this year. Let's move on." Right? But they made him a deal, a bigger deal than they had last year. You know, last year was kind of a "let's see" deal. Well, they saw, and they, I, Bill Belichick, like what he saw,
1: and
2: yeah, he Patriots <laughs> don't want to hear that,
1: but yeah, i i want to I want to go back to the uh, I am athlete interview that cam newton did man and i thought check that it out
0: please check that i was a good one
1: seriously y'all check that out man there was just a, a ton of jewels being dropped in that in that interview man and, and specifically talking about the relationship cam newton had with bill belichick man cam newton was highly complimentary of bill belichick and bill belichick um in turn has been highly complimentary of cam newton um it's, we know how polarizing Cam Newton is, and we know that there are fans who will never ever give Cam Newton the benefit of the doubt, and they, we know there are fans who don't want to hear context, and, and they're going to look at context like it's like there are excuses. Cam Newton, in that interview, he mentioned you know his drop off when he came back from COVID, and what he basically was saying was that you know the the Patriots, they were a machine that was going forward, and his time off didn't allow him to catch up with that machine. He didn't blame his drop off on COVID, anything physical, anything you, anything to do with that nature. He was basically saying that he could not catch up with the evolving ma- offense slash machine that was the New England Patriots. I say that now because I'm looking forward to Cam Newton in this merit, in this whether it be short or long-term marriage with the with the Patriots, I'm looking forward to Cam Newton with a real off-season, a real tra- training camp. Hopefully, at least one reliable weapon he can throw to. You know what I mean? I'm looking forward to all this to see, hopefully, the real Cam Newton. Because I thought the situation last year, he was kind of thrown into like a a crazy situation where we wasn't gonna we were not going to see the best Cam Newton. Going forward, man, I I, I just I, I think it's it's he's gonna be more set up for success next season. I
0: can't wait to see it. And, and honestly, man, I I don't know how it's gonna be. I, I know New England has has cap space and money. Uh, they they've been linked to several like weapons for Cam as far as like Kenny Galladay and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think they want to put weapons around him. And I know they get some of the opt outs back this year. But man, I'm, I'm gonna say it like this, man. The AFC East is a better division. Absolutely. You got the Dolphins who won ten games last year, if I'm not mistaken, missed, just barely missed the playoffs. Their young team getting better. The Jets, not even gonna talk about that. And then, and then, and then you got the very good Buffalo team. So Cam Newton and Bill Belichick have their work cut out for them next year, and it it, it should be interesting. And
1: now, also, Rodney, keep in mind, real quick. You know, those those were better te- outside of the Jets. Those were better teams than the Patriots, but they were at least competitive with those teams, as yep. bad as their offense was. You know what I mean? Just something to kind of keep in mind, though.
0: And and, and I got a question. Don't don't the don't 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 the Patriots come to Bank of America Stadium in uh, this year? Uh...
1: I, I I got two words: blood and guts. I'm gonna keep it at that.
0: Nah, man. Look, I I, I don't think it's gonna be blood blood and guts. It depends on what quarterback is. I'm just leaving it like that. Uh, <laughs> Look at this comment. Tell me what you think. So basically, a friend of mine said it was a caller to a Boston radio station that compared the Patriots signing into 9-11, a bunch of D, dumb AE fan bases.
2: I think we all know that Boston sports fans are the worst fans in professional sports. I'll argue that with anyone.
0: They, yes, easily, They are the worst
2: fans in professional sports. They have... Everything they
1: historically they've had. They are the most loyal, entitled fans ever. They have had great
2: franchises in all of the major, the four major professional sports. They have a championship in every major professional sports. They have perennial playoff teams in every major professional sports. Shut the fuck up. I'm sorry if this messes up our
1: YouTube money, but shut up. Shut.
2: Up. Huh. Just
1: I, shut I, up. I I couldn't have said any better, man. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, listen,
2: I, I don't want to hear
1: you shut up. Yeah. Kaza, I I felt that angst, especially coming from somebody who has been to his uh, his fair share of Hornet Celtics games. Oh god, like yeah. There, there being a a, a a a sea a sea of green in the stadium. I Celtics fans, j- there's no fan base on earth that makes you want to punch them in the face more. I'll I'll leave it at that.
0: All right, guys, and and I got I got one more final football question. Just just give me a yes or no before we move on. Do y'all still believe in Ian Thomas? No. Who? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> answered the question, guys. Uh, so, look, man, it's it's been roughly a year since everything shut down from COVID, man, and um, I just kind of want y'all to think back on just basically. Uh, like what's what has been new in your lives and, and how have you grown since COVID? Like what's going on and and, and, and and what are your reflections of the of this whole past year?
1: Um I I want to go first and I want to possibly apologize in
0: advance if I'm a little long winded
1: about this, because I uh, COVID has I mean I listen, man, COVID, the the effect COVID not only has had on everyone's life. Because I, I thoroughly believe, whether it's small or, or large, COVID has literally affected everyone's life. I don't care what anyone says; your life is currently being affected by COVID, whether it's directly or indirectly. But I mean, for one, look at us three right now. We're looking at each other through a phone. You know what I'm saying? We're we're not we're not at the table. We're not we're not that you, you know. I'm we're we're still good, but it's just it's not the same as being in my man's house, you know, with microphones and being a little more comfortable, man. So that's number one. I, You know what I'm saying? Something I thoroughly enjoyed. But on the more important things, man, like it's just been a life adjustment. Me personally, I miss going to Hornets games. I miss going to Panthers games. I miss going to concerts. Those are like my distractions, for lack of a better term. You know, we, we all need. Hobbies and things that get us away from quote unquote real life; those things are made are major when it comes to that for me, man. So I've had to make an adjustment as far as not having those same things in my life, man. It's for me being home as a single dude is like hell on me, man. It's like my social life has suffered; everything has suffered because of COVID.
2: Jamal's social life suffered. Jamal, everybody
1: in in the state knows Jamal. I feel. I feel like I. I feel like that is not the case anymore, man. I, I really don't, man. Lady lovely love, cool Jamal. Oh, no, stop it! Just <laughs> stop it. I, but, but just for the sake of me not being long-winded, like, let me. I'll let someone else go. I'll come back to it.
2: No, nah, no, nah, I feel the same way Jamal does. Y'all know I'm an introvert. You know, it, it's funny because when the lockdown started, I thought that's cool. With me, I don't like to leave the house. I don't now I'm like, damn! I want to leave the house. The weather was perfect the last two days. Man. I went outside. I worked on my cars, and I just put the top down and drove around. That's that's what I did, and it just felt great to be outside in the sun, uh, and you know, drive around and see you know what other human beings were doing, like in in person. Uh, it it's it's just kind of a weird thing I think that you take for granted. Um, so. You know, that's just something that that I won't do moving forward. Is take that human interaction for for granted. I I too miss just being able, just the option of going out. Yeah, and I I know that there are events still happening in Charlotte, but you know I've been pretty cautious, and I want to continue to be cautious. yeah um, I really want to. You know, I've, I've turned down some chances to get Hornets tickets to the you know to the Raptors game, the previous game, but. I want to go when it's 18,000 people there, not 1,800. I cannot. Yeah. In that first game, when we're at full capacity and LaMelo ball crosses somebody over and throws the alley with the Miles Bridges, I'm telling you, I want to be there for that. I cannot wait. Those are just the little things that you take uh, for for granted. Also, and this is a bigger point, other people's struggles become more uh, paramount. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I've been blessed to be in to have a professional career that is relatively stable and safe. I, you know, I, I didn't have to worry about my company saying, okay, well, because of COVID, you got to go. Um, but I know a lot of yeah. people don't have that luxury, so yeah. so we really had to look out for each other, find new hustles, find new ways to survive. Um, and get adjusted to the new normal. This is the new normal. It's never gonna be the same that it, as it was before, vaccine or not. Um, so that, that's been a, a difficult adjustment, I think for everyone, no matter where you fall.
1: And, and one, one real quick thing, man. We got, we got my boy in the chat that I wanna shout out, man. Like my boy Chris is in the chat. And listen, man, this dude is like a big ball of energy. And I and I, I I love seeing this dude when I'm out somewhere, man. Like I said, I ain't seen this dude in a year, man. There's a lot of dudes I haven't – like that kind of energy that I used to have, you know, going to some of my favorite places, like that kind of stuff, man. I, I can't put into words how much I miss, man. I'm sure Rodney's going to bring this up. But me and Rodney have had COVID, and COVID is a horrible experience for anybody who's had the, the symptoms of COVID. It was the, wor- it was the worst I've ever felt in my entire life, man. So there's this interesting dynamic of me wanting to be active, but still wanting to be very cautious as well. I, I, I was driving uh, uh, down Tremont Avenue last night, and it looked like COVID was over. It looked like, nah, the hell with the pandemic. We're just going to drink and forget about it. And I'm not there. <laughs>
0: <How> <laughs> um, I
1: not there, man. But um, Rodney, you were saying something. I'm sorry, sir.
0: With me, man, it's – so I miss, like, going out places, even going, like, to a Lowe's or getting a haircut and not having to worry about in the back of my head, is this person asymptomatic? Do I – am I going to die of COVID? Am I going to get COVID again and stuff like that? I mean – and you guys know me. I, I'm I'm a traveling sob, and so I I just miss that aspect of life, just getting on the plane, heading here for a couple of days, and doing stuff like that. And then, like I, I me personally, I haven't seen my grandmother and my, a lot of my Charleston family since December 2019. So it's been over a year, and so like it's a lot of people haven't seen their family in over a year. I mean, but 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 even within the pandemic. I've, I've, I've gotten better personally, uh, relationships have gotten stronger with certain people. Uh, I'm in school, grad school, uh, started a new podcast with my wife. Um, and then, and, and, and then, and then it, it just kind of shows you who your real friends are, who, who's checking up on you, who's making sure you're okay. I mean, yeah, I, you can also, you can always pull positives out of a negative situation, but I'm gonna let you guys know now soon, soon it's, as soon as full capacity comes back, I am going ape shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are, honestly. Man, man, look, we we might have to take a month off from the podcast just just to kind of get our get our legs wet again and, and stuff, man. Because I I mean I I am really considering taking the vaccine soon. Uh, it opens up for uh, for me next week. And so I'm just weighing out, OK, it's to the point where I understand there's some drawbacks to it. But I mean, I, I'm just craving regular again. And it's just like, I'm like, Hauser, I'm an introvert. I'm I'm, a, I'm an introvert. I go out every now and then. I miss telling people, being able to tell people, no, I don't want to go out tonight. Yeah. <laughs> or, or uh, hey, man, I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to be out there. like. I, I I just miss I, I miss being amongst people. I, I I even miss some coworkers. As crazy as it sounds, I miss being in the midst of an office space. Oh, that. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. no, little bit. I, I, no I feel you.
1: And, and and real quick, man. I was me, me and uh me and Roddy had a discussion before we actually went on air, man. Uh, man, I'm I'm in an unfortunate situation where my father has COVID for the second time. And he's 72 years. Yeah. Yeah. He's 72 years old, man. And, you know, that that's something that's worrying me by the minute. So, you know, my family dynamic has changed because of COVID, man. I, I, I didn't want to go see my grandmother for a long time because of COVID stuff, man. And it, it's this thing is just wrecked havoc on society, man. I'm, I'm so ready for it to, you know, I don't want to say be over, but at least, I, I want some kind of semblance of of of, of normal again, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, whatever that may be going down the road. I just, yeah, that part. <laughs> Man,
0: I, it, it seems like yesterday, Rudy Gobert touched those damn touched mic- those microphones. Right, right. <laughs> and like, and but, like hey, real quick, Rodney, yeah. is that not symbolic of what we
1: see now? Like, is that not like a perfect symbol of society? Like, ah, this ain't real. <laughs>
2: we don't need ah, it. It's, it's funny to see how the narratives have changed over the last year. All of the it's just the flu. People they're, they 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 gone. They left. They have left the building. Nobody <laughs> saying that it's just the flu uh, anymore. And I, I even think hardcore anti-maskers have started to to come around because this is the new normal. Um, I, I will say this, I I still don't have a whole lot of faith in humans and society, but I do like the way society has kind of forced the issue on things like wearing masks in public. You know, you go, I I was in the store the other day and a lady was in there without a mask and boy, she's about to get lynched. (laughs) Hey, you ain't ain't got a mask. And the the people at the store were like, Hey, no, you, you gotta get a mask on lady. You know, she went, went back to her car and, and got a mask and everything. What's good, so um, <laughs> <laughs> 5G towers. yeah, 5G towers, that, yeah, what happened to those people? Hey, yeah, right, yeah,
1: well, um, I, you know what, man, look, this is like a confession I hate to make, and I don't do it very often, but you know, sometimes, man, it'll be late and I'll get hungry and I'll go eat McDonald's. Like, I don't like admitting that I eat McDonald's sometimes. That's what I but do with that being said I'm not gonna question the vaccine like if I eat McDonald's yeah in, in Tennessee I'm not gonna be like oh man I don't know what's in the vaccine like nah man we like my point is anything could be bad for you <laughs> like like there's a lot of things that we don't know what's in them so I'm not now, gonna I
2: understand that. especially within the black community the mistrust I
0: mean, it's, it's it's valid it's very yeah. valid. No, it's
2: very very valid but um I I'll say this. I hope this don't mess up our our YouTube money. But uh, when white people are cutting in line to get it, then it's probably okay.
1: Yeah.
0: True. <laughs> I <mean>, True. <laughs> you got a point. You got a point. I mean, hey. <laughs> yeah.
2: White people gaming the system to get this vaccine. Okay, then that's probably. Yeah, get it. I
0: think, yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good to go, y'all. All right, guys. Look, man. Look, I I I, I, I need something from you guys. I need some issue with some bop in it. Oh, so you you asking the wrong dudes, boy. So basically, look the Grammy Awards are tonight, man. Charlotte's own Jonathan Kirk, Tyrone's cousin, no relation. <laughs>
1: the
0: baby is uh, nominated for four awards. Does he bring one back to the to the QC, man? He bring one back to the crib. I think he does
1: let me tell you why and before i say this this is not a knock on the baby i want to i want to be very clear when i say this i think Kaz is really going to feel me on this man uh hardcore hip hop dudes have a very what's the word i'm looking for uh, not a good relationship with the grammys and mm-hmm. i think for years we have felt like the grammys have looked at the uh the candidates and just said you know what we're just going to pick the most popular dude we don't really care about content and 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 whatever else that you're supposed to judge music on. I don't even want to get into all that today. But with that being said, I think the baby is the is, is the most popular candidate right now. And that's not a knock on him, please. I want to be very clear about that. So with that being said, I think he has a great shot at winning the Grammy tonight. <laughs>
0: hey, listen, real quick. Hey man, hey, ain't nothing listen. wrong with some walk. And hey,
1: listen, if, if they give it to WAP, I'm I'm done. I, I'm, I'm. Hey, so I like done. WAP, man. I, I like WAP. I thought it was. A, done,
2: hey, it, 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 it was a cool. It was a cool.
1: All right, the I, mean,
2: I, I, I the video too. I the video seven hundred times with the volume down.
1: Yeah, so that, you know. That's I mean, look, I I love WAP. I don't like the song, but I, <laughs> I like the video. <laughs> um, I, I think the baby,
2: the baby. Well, you know, first of all, the Grammys have always been. More of a, I don't want to say popularity contest, but the Grammy Awards, at least in the major categories, seem to be more based on your impact yeah. on the genre and the industry rather than, you know, your act, the actual music itself. And I don't think that anyone can deny the impact the baby's music has had over the last year, particularly the song "Box," which is up for a Grammy nomination. I mean, that was like, you know.
0: That video man the video. Jam- yeah, I mean
2: I, I'd be shocked if, if that if that I think that it's best rap performance <laughs> um, is, is uh mm. not the Grammy that it's up for. I think it'll win that best album. Mm, I don't know. No. I, I don't think so. Uh I think the uh, I think that that category best rap performance is his best bet to bring uh, you know to, to bring a, a, a Grammy back to to Betty's Ford Road. So, I mean, I, I hope he wins. I mean, another win for Charlotte. I'll say this, Charlotte actually has had a lot of popular music ambassadors. And it doesn't pain me to say this, but I don't think any of them have been as much of it as an ambassador to the city as baby has been. I mean, maybe Anthony Hamilton, uh, Jodeci don't even claim us
0: anymore. Nah, they don't. They, they never really. I like, like, yeah. as long as I thought the dudes were from New York. New York, yeah.
2: Fantasia's making a lifetime movies. She don't quit singing. So you know, all we got left is is the baby uh, representing. So good luck
1: but to she, my brother. She's she from High Point anyway. it's like yeah yeah, yeah that's true yeah. yeah you know. What about my girl?
0: Heard it all before.
1: Yeah, we, we need a longer catalog, man. Hey man, I, I love these look. I love that song, man. But we didn't get anything else after that, bro.
0: Got you, man. Look, man. So we're going to get into our shout outs, man. Any specific shout out to shout at this week? Um, I have a I have a long
1: overdue shout at, and I don't know why I didn't do this earlier. Uh, shout at the governor of Texas, man. What a moron. What a complete, absolute, asinine. Moron. I, I, I did not know a part of the job description for being a governor was to want to kill everybody. I I just I am at a loss for words for I, I don't I don't even want to say his name, man, but to just completely ignore the pandemic and act like it's over and just quote unquote open everything back up. I, I can't even put words how asinine that is. That's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a quote. Uh, Wait, by- sorry, sorry. I do want to shout out my friend Mike Thompson, who might be listening today. He says that we are hating on Apple because our podcast is not on Apple. He says it is, on-, it is on Apple, actually, by the way. So, Mike, please use the search button. We are under construction have the Hornets Panthers emblem right there. So search again, man. We're there. Yeah, there are a
2: few different under construction podcasts. They're not sports podcasts, but that might be with a confusion.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: go ahead, Ronnie.
0: Well, I mean, I, 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 look, man, I, I, I got a sad shout out to Marvin Hagler. Um, yeah. No the the age of 66. his uh, family. Uh, I want to shout out to Atlanta, man. Um, last week was the All-Star game. You have people sleeping in budget vans, uh, people acting like COVID didn't happen, and Airbnb reported over $8,000 of damages in homes. Uh, I want to move on. Uh, (laughs) uh, I got a shot at the the Oklahoma high school announcer who called young women the n-word and blamed it on his type 1 diabetes. So uh, my Caucasian friends, if you're feeling lightheaded and love to say the (laughs) n-word, Please see immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and look, man, he, he might not have a racist bone in his body, but he has racist, racist tendons. Um, and then, <laughs> man, uh, finally, on a serious note, man, it's it, yesterday marked the year since Breonna Taylor was murdered. Uh, I want to, I want to send out prayers to her family uh, and just my heartfelt sympathies in that, in that situation. And then uh, George Floyd's family uh, settled for twenty seven million with the uh, city of St. Paul or Minneapolis, one of the two. And uh, the, the the Chauvin trial is going on. And,
1: oh, and there were people who were mad about George Floyd's family getting twenty seven million dollars, but that's another discussion for another day. Should have got, got more. Yeah, uh, there
2: is a quote by uh, Philip General. Philip Henry Sheridan from 1886, I think, in uh, what she said If I own Texas in hell, I would rent out Texas and live in hell. (laughs) I think that quote will stand the test of time um, as Texas continues to murder its citizens for some reason. I don't, I don't, I don't, and people are fiercely defensive uh, about Texas. I, I don't get it. Just, just let them secede. Just come on. Get, get,
1: get. Yeah, just, let's, let's just get Bugs Bunny to cut off Texas and just just let yeah. it go and see somewhere, man. It's, mm, somewhere um, I can go with him too.
2: Real quick shout out. Uh, I was at the Food Lion the other day, the one by me and Rodney's house, and um, I saw. You guys know I'm a huge BMW fan, and I saw a 2017 BMW i8, a car which I actually love. BMW's hybrid. Uh, supercar parked out front. It was Panthers colors. Mm. And the license plate said first and goal. So I thought, oh, this got to be one of us. Got to be a Panthers player, right? So as I'm coming out, you know, the car is still parked there. And I said, I'm going to see who comes gets in this car. It's the old black lady. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to her. I maybe her son's one of the players, I don't know. And she got in that bitch like she knew what she was doing too. <laughs> I was like, yo, okay, i right. say hey, hey, all right, do your thing, Ma. So uh so shout out to her, you know, and, and whoever her son is that was nice enough to to loan his mom uh two hundred thousand dollar sports card. Ooh, yeah
1: must be nice. All
0: right, guys. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Today is pie day. Go ahead and get you a uh, pizza pie. It's 314. Oh, Blaze pizza. Yes, sir. And uh, hope you have a wonderful day, man. Much love. And thank you for the continued support. Under Construction, we out.
1: Till the next time, fellas.